Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Okay, let's proceed to uh, part two. We're on number three. I hope uh, you're ready. Let's pray, Lord. Thank you. Bless us today as we begin part two. And that, Lord, we realize that uh, many people uh, through this time of uncertainty, uh, we need to hear messages like this, Lord. I pray that they will be encouraged and that uh, they will stay tuned to this uh, stream, to this broadcast, so that uh, the Word of God uh, can be planted in their hearts. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, the Holy Spirit, you're our teacher. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so number three, uh, discuss your issues with God. Okay? Another thing is that, of course, when we discuss our issues with God, just like you remember Job, if you know the story of Job, he brought up issues. Jeremiah did the same thing. Habakkuk did the same thing. But then in the end, like Job, after, you know, uh, telling God all the issues, the questions, you know, uh, uh, what happened? Uh, he ended up repenting, okay? Say, oh God, I did not understand. Oh God, I, under- I-, I realize that you're sovereign, that you know all things. And, and there are many things that behind the scene we don't know. You know, uh, the friends of Job thought that Job had done something, but he didn't do anything to, you know, to... Um, to deserve, that's right, to deserve such a, a predicament or such a trial of uh, having all those boils and losing the business and, and his, his children. But he doesn't understand what's happening behind the scene. And so sometimes we have all the questions, but then if you, you know, try to discuss them with God and the Lord will give you answer, and then you realize, oh, I was, you know, I was barking on the wrong tree. <laughs> You're barking on the wrong tree. There's that's a, a lot of people are ranting in the internet, in in in, in uh, the Facebook, but they don't know what they're saying. Okay, if we only understand, you know, what they're doing, they would not post things that are that could also hurt other people who are not. Who are not, uh, <laughs> who are outside of the the box, you know. Anyway, so discuss your issues with God. Discuss with uh, my issues with God, friend. For who doesn't have an issue? Okay, I mean, who is perfect? Are you perfect? Okay, no one is perfect except God. Okay, so then there is something for you to bring in the altar, okay? At the altar, at the table, okay? There's something for us to, you know, to uh, present to God, to, to, you know, appeal to God about. Because we're not perfect. We have issues. And once we present our issues to God and God uh, opens our mind and, and we start to understand that, oh, 
Lord, I, now I understand that you are just. Now we understand that um, these are your ways. Oh, you are holy. Oh, you are perfect. And there's nothing wrong with you, Lord. There's, there's no flaw in you, but the flaw is with us. And then you, you need to respond. That's why uh, the second part uh, I wrote, confess and repent from all your sins. Okay? Because you cannot expect that God can sin. God is perfect. He cannot sin. <laughs> okay? So who, who should repent? Us. Okay? Um, and then out of the issues, out of the flaws, out of the imperfections, the mistakes that uh, we could do or the offenses, after repenting and after renouncing the sin and turning away from it, you know what? Ask for resolution and learn from it. Let us learn from the things that we go through in life. Because if you do not learn from your experiences, you do not learn from your mistakes and you keep doing it again and again, then that's foolishness, right? You know, you, you know there's a pit right there and you keep you know, falling on the same spot or on <laughs> the same trap. Well... Okay, if, if you fall on the trap the first time, well, okay, understandable. Next time you know, or, or sometimes maybe we forget, okay. But God knows our hearts. So here's the thing, my friend. Discuss your issues with God, confess and repent from all your sins, and then learn from Him. Let me, um, let me uh, read to you Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Okay, it says, Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, in other versions, heavily burdened, okay? And I will give you rest. This is the Lord Jesus Christ inviting His people, inviting us to come to Him. Who? Those who are weary and burdened. Because what does He want to do for us? He said, I will give you rest. Okay? And it says in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So it's not complete without us learning something from him. Okay? So if we are heavenly burdened, you know, we are carrying a cross. And what is God's will? He doesn't want you to exhaust yourself. Okay, he wants you to have rest. Amen. And it says in verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Meaning to say, he is the one carrying the yoke. Okay. And it says, take my yoke upon you. Meaning to say, the thing that you should be carrying on your shoulder is not the full weight of the trial. But he said, I'm carrying it for you, but take it so that you know. What to do? Okay, so it's like if you're plowing, you know, the field, you're not doing it alone. But, you know, it's you and the Lord and He will teach you where to go, how fast, you know, the pacing, in doing things in life. So you don't need to worry because you're not alone. You are not alone. Okay, so here, whatever trial you're facing, you are not alone. He said, take my yoke upon you. Amen. If you don't understand that, 
then you are alone. <laughs> It's hard to do things in life apart from God. People are trying to solve their problems apart from God and I'm going to tell you right now there is no there is you will not have success. Period. You know, troubles will just, you know, come again and again. It, it's not going to leave you. There is no resolution when you try to solve a problem by yourself apart from God. Okay, again, that's stupidity. You know why? Because everything that we face in life, the Lord has given us a manual that's called the Bible, okay, and it does not grow old. I mean, this, this book, f since the beginning and now, does not change. And, and some people say, oh, the interpretation is old, so uh, the Bible is no, no longer interpreted that way. That is wrong. That is demonic. You know, let me tell you this. That's the principle of addition, subtraction, multiplication, division have changed. Because it's already old, right? No, 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 no. A mathematician will tell you multiplication is multiplication, addition is addition, subtraction. It's the same. The process is the same. Because if you change that, you cannot solve a solution. Do you understand? Please, please try to suggest. When you do things in life and you are not following the principles that was laid by scriptures, that was laid by God in scriptures, you are fooling yourself. Because you cannot solve a problem apart from the knowledge of God. I'm going to tell you again and again. Multiplication does not change. Tama ba, G? Oh. You, what? Fundamentals. Fundamentals. So that's our civil engineer right there. He said, the fundamentals of, you know, the, the, you, know you process in, in computing. Okay? Okay? My wife said, basic math. <laughs> so, when you say addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, arithmetic, basically... Their function is still the same until today. You cannot interchange that. Do you understand? Our lives, we face problems and you cannot compute, you cannot solve your problems apart from following the manual. We are the people of God. And that is why... The maker designed us so he knows everything about us. So he knows what we ought to do. And he already gave us the, 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 the manual, the Bible, so that we have a guide, okay, on how to, 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 to handle things. So our topic is about handling stress, okay? Biblical ways to handle stress. And so, friends, ladies and gentlemen, The Lord Jesus Christ, if you are going through a lot of stress right now, He said, come to me, all you who are weary. What do we mean by weary? All of you who are tired. All of you who are exhausted. Are you exhausted emotionally? Are you tired emotionally? Come to me, Jesus said. 
You who are tired and burdened, or if you are bearing a heavy burden of work or of responsibility in life or difficulties or you're jobless or, or whatever, you know, come to me and say, I will give you rest. Me to say, I will give you relief. Time out, okay? It's going to give you a time out. The Lord doesn't want you to, uh, to be filled with so much burden. Okay, it doesn't want you to carry those heavy burdens by yourself forever. No, no, no. God wants to remove the burden from you. Is that biblical? Yeah. It says here, come to me, you are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Meaning to say, God wants to remove the burden from you, to relieve or free you uh, uh, to f- or free his people from unnecessary cross or burdens. Amen. And so verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. Now, this is, this is a comforting word. Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am what? Gentle and humble in heart. You don't do not expect that you know the ways of the Lord are rough. You know God is not rough or rude with us. No, 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 no. If you walk with God, listen to this. If you walk with God, okay, you will not be put to shame. You will. Is the Lord is not going to um, condemn you? No, He's not going to do that. He said. For I am gentle and humble in heart. So God is going to be um, gentle with us. He's kind. Amen? So the, the Bible says those who come to me will not be disappointed. So come to him. If, if you feel burdened, come to him. He is gentle. He's not going to rush you or pressure you. The world will pressure you. The world will pressure us. You know, fear, you know, what's going on, the the negative things going on around the world. It will cause stress and pressure on us. But the Lord Jesus Christ is not like that. That's why if you are in the Lord, no matter what happens around you in the world, on your right, on your left, rear, in front of you, whatever news you you find, you read, what how no matter how negative, how devastating the news, it shall not move you. You stay calm in the midst of the storm. How can you do that? Because he is gentle with us. He, he, he wants to relieve us. He wants to remove this, the, the emotional turmoil going on inside. Our, it's, my point is that, okay, stress is not God's will for you. It is not. Can you give me a verse that, you know, God wants to give you stress? There is no verse like that. It is us who allow stress to stress us. <laughs> right? It's just in your thought. You, you, you watch the news and then you entertain it. You, you, you try to uh, allow it to play in your mind. That's why you're stressed. It's a mindset. Right. My wife said it's a mindset thing. <laughs> it is a mindset thing. You, know, you don't need to be stressed, friends. That's why Jesus said, come to me. 
Why? Because the more, that's why we encourage you to read the Bible because in that way, you are drawing yourself closer to God by reading, by studying the scriptures, knowing who Jesus is and what he did. And you realize his ways are different. And whatever happens in the world, he's not going to leave us nor forsake us. In fact, he went back to the Father in heaven, but he sent us another comforter, the Holy Spirit. You should know him. Because if you know the Holy Spirit, there is no boring moments in life. For He is with you and in you. And, and you're not alone. That, that, that's the key. You're not alone. You are not alone. So all of these points that I have mentioned to you right now, these are things that uh, the, the devil, the enemy doesn't want you to know. The enemy doesn't want you to be aware about. He doesn't want you to know that the Lord is with us. <laughs> The Lord's with you. You don't need to feel alone. You are not alone. Even if you don't meet as a church uh, face to face, you are not alone. Okay? You are not alone. So, listen. Uh, did I finish the scripture? It says in verse, oh no, I did not finish verse 29. It says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you, oh, listen to this, you will find rest for your souls. When you say soul, that's an emotional thing. That soul, it's inside of you. It's, it's something that you feel, you think about, okay? Uh, something that, you know, can, can affect your emotion, the way you behave. It's your soul. It's who you are inside. That's the inner man. So when you say the Lord, I mean, the, 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 the Lord Jesus Christ said, and you will find rest for your souls. So technically, he doesn't want you to be stressed. <laughs> right? He wants you to have rest. Okay? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why? How come the burden becomes lighter now? Because he said, you don't need to pull the yoke alone by yourself and try to plow the ground in your farm. No, 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 no. He said, take my yoke upon you. So what he's saying is that put it down and take my yoke upon you. Meaning to say, you don't have to solve things by yourself, by your ways, by your might. The Bible says not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, right? So you have to partner with God. Partner with God. Okay, in all that you do, you know, don't take God out of the sin, sin you know, of the scenario. Hallelujah. So, okay. So I hope you got the point. The, the, Lord God's, the Lord God wants to remove stress from you. That's His will. It is not God's will for you to die from stress. Okay? <laughs> Period. So I hope you who are listening, you're, you know, you're, you're getting it. And then little by little, whatever is causing heaviness in your heart is being lifted but wait wait i'm gonna 
I'm gonna go deeper. Okay, I'm gonna go deeper because this is really true. And this is, a, there is another thing, there's another truth that the devil is using to pull down Christians. Because the devil wants to destroy believers. The devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. That includes your faith. He wants to steal the seed that was planted. Okay, listen. I am pointing to sin. Now, this might not sound positive to many, but I want you to stay tuned. Okay, don't leave uh, the page or this stream, this broadcast, because I tell you, we are going to explain to you why you have to deal with sin. Okay, so this is not a negative thing. We will show you the negative thing so that you will have a contrast. You know why and what to do and, and etc. Okay, so here's the thing. Sin is an example of a heavy burden and there is no greater burden a believer may bear than the heavy load of a hidden or secret sin. Uh, secret or hidden and unconfessed sin. Okay, so I just added this uh, last night because uh, my wife uh, discussed this with me when we were in Tagum City. You know, we, we, we dedicated uh, the, I mean, Kevin Zion, uh, the son of Ken and Atigingging, Glazel. So we were in Tagum and he said, well, what is the, what is hev heavier to carry uh, than sin? And that is true. Sin is like a, what? Cancer cell. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's gonna destroy you if you play with sin. Now listen up, friends. I wanna explain to you the heaviness of sin. Let me repeat that. The heaviness of sin. Is sin heavy? Yes. Does sin have weight? Yes. Okay. So, if you are living in sin, do you feel heaviness? Yes. You say, brother or pastor, I don't feel anything even if I commit sin. Then you have a bigger problem. You know why? Because you're not saved. Because if you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin and you will repent. You will make things right. But if you don't have any conviction, you can sleep well, okay, and then you snore with sin, there, there's a problem. You are not living right with God. There is no life in you because the Holy Spirit is not in you. Because the, the saved ones, the Bible says, for those who believe, they were given the Holy Spirit as a seal, as a deposit guaranteeing their salvation that is in Ephesians, book of Ephesians. And that is why if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you have no conviction, you know, you keep on sinning and, and you're okay, then you have a bigger problem. You have a bigger problem. And that problem, if you will not address that problem, it's gonna end up in a eternal torment. 
in the afterlife. So friends, okay, so don't worry at the end of this, uh, at the end of this uh, session or teaching or message or preaching, uh, we're going to give you the opportunity how to make amends and how to deal with that. Okay, so that uh, you will not go to hell. You're not going to suffer the consequence of sin, the consequence of being apart from God. You must be born again. Friends, the Savior himself, Jesus is a Savior. He told the priest Nicodemus in, Math, uh, in John chapter 3, verse 7, he said, you must be born again. Don't marvel if I... If, do not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. So it's not a suggestion. It is a must. You must be born again. Now, going back concerning the heaviness of sin, okay, I want to read to you Psalm chapter 38, verse 4. Okay, Psalm 38. It says, verse 3, Because of your wrath, there is no health in my body. There is no soundness in my bones because of my sin. Okay. Now, I, I just want to point to you about sin. <clears throat> it says, because of my sin. That's uh, the last part in verse 3. Now, verse 4, okay, watch carefully. I mean, read, read. <laughs> you can read it. Verse 4 says, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Whoa, whoa. You read this in any version, okay? Psalm chapter 38, verse 4, it says, My guilt has overwhelmed me, overcome me. I overcome me like a burden, too heavy, very heavy to carry. Okay? So when it says my guilt, or it means my guilt feelings. So when you mention about guilt, it has something to do also with feelings. Why do you have these guilt feelings? It's because it's, it's the guilt means it's a state of knowing that you have committed an offense. Some, you, you have committed a mistake, uh, something uh, wrong. that you, uh, There's a wrongdoing that you've done and you feel responsible about it. Okay, the, the, you, you feel like, well, uh, I need to fix it. I, I, there's something that I did wrong and yeah uh, but there's a word that I'm uh, thinking uh, I cannot um, restitution okay <laughs> you, you, you want to do restitution because you you destroyed something maybe you lost something you borrowed and you want to uh, do restitution and so it says, uh, and you know that there is no sin that cannot be hidden forever. That's another. So if you have this guilt feeling and you know that even if you try to hide the sin, you cannot hide it forever. Is that biblical? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me read to you. This is in the Old Testament. There's a principle about sin. Numbers 32 verse 23. Of course, there is another context to this, but I just want to point out Concerning sin, okay, it says, but if you fail to do this, this is about the Israel and God, the covenant obedience thing, okay? It says, if you fail to do this, you will be sinning against the Lord and you may, and you may be sure that your sin will find you out, okay? Your sin will find you out. Well, if you are sinning, 
Your sin will find you out. That's the Old Testament. Now, okay, okay, brother, that's the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? Let's go to the New Testament. It says, Luke 12, verse 2, this is the Lord Jesus Christ in red letters. It says, he said, there is nothing concealed. This is about the Pharisees, okay? Because the Pharisees are, are not doing right. <laughs> They're not saying good things. They're not saying the right things concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. So they're sinning, okay? So about them, the Lord Jesus Christ said, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Verse 3, What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms, even if you hide inside your room, you just in whispered a voice. It said, will be proclaimed from the roofs. Meaning to say, everything will be revealed in time. Nothing will be hidden. So if you try to, you know, to hide your sin, you cannot hide it forever. And I tell you, for as long as you try to hide your sin, you will be in trouble. Because it, will, it is going to cause you chronic stress. Not just stress, but chronic stress. You know, it, it's it, 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 at the back of your brain, it's, you feel a pulsating pain when you remember such wrongdoing and sin and, and, and it's gonna over time it's gonna affect the in, your internal organs we call it the somatic effect and you you're gonna have a lot of you know so so it starts spiritually and then it it's going to affect you emotionally your body is going then 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 physically because your body is going to you know produce uh, the, the 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 what they call this the the enzyme uh, what? Hormones, right? The stress hormones, the bad hormones. That's right. So, all right. So, um, guys, uh, that is why the Bible says, let me read that again. My guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. When the Bible says too heavy to bear, that is sin. Because sin will bring about guilt feelings. And these guilt feelings... Emotional uh, stressors uh, is too heavy to bear. I tell you. I tell you. You don't need to, to go that route. You just need to humble yourself to God. Okay, if you miss uh, part one of this anti-stress thing, you know, after this program, watch our previous topic, part one. If, if, so you know how to respond to God in humility because we discussed the scripture about you know, how God opposes the proud and gives favor or grace to the humble. Okay? So watch our previous episode on this series on um, what is the title of this? Biblical Ways to Handle Stress. All right. Now, uh, guys, uh, what was the last verse? So, another verse I want to read to you is Proverbs 28.13. Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, 
Okay? Whoever, those who hide, try to hide their sins, does not prosper. You know, I remember a friend of mine, he's a pastor, that, you know, if you try to pamper your sin, he said that, you know, secret sin, you, you try to, you know, treat your sin like a baby. Okay? <laughs> you try to nourish, to, to you know, it's going to find you out. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not right. Okay? So, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. If you try to hide your sin, you will not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. So, if you confess your sin and renounce them, you find mercy. That's why it's very important if you are married, uh, you know, if you sinned against your wife or wife against your husband, you know, you don't want to have a fight, but at least uh, you you confess it, okay? That's the way. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> you try to hide it, you'll have problems. Then you will have stress forever. And you say, oh, I'm going to confess my sins at my dying bed when, when I'm about to die. Oh, no. What if you die suddenly and you didn't have time to confess it? So you have wasted your life. Years of, you know, concealed sins, secret and hidden sins, unconfessed sins. That is if you have sinned against your neighbor or against someone, you know. So, guys, uh, that's why we mentioned to you there is no greater burden a believer may bear, may carry, than the heavy load of a hidden and unconfessed sin. Okay? So, is sin heavy? Does sin have weight? Yes. We just read it. Okay? So, you can check it. You can get Pick your Bible and try to look for it in Proverbs. Uh, where is that? Uh, I mean, in the book of Psalm, chapter 38, verse 4. And then um, um, uh, Proverbs 28, 13. Okay? So, what to do? Now, this is the last scripture for that particular point. For point number 3. <laughs> Okay, so what to do now that you have discussed your issues with God, now that you, uh, you know, what did, the, uh, what did Job do? If you know the story, you know what he did, okay? I think uh, you have to read Job chapter 42, okay? So you know how Job responded to God, but that's not my, I'm not going to discuss that now. So let's talk about Isaiah chapter 1. Now I want to start from 16. It says, Wash and make yourselves clean. Because you know what? Uh, it says, Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Let uh, Learn to do right. That is what, why Jesus said, Learn from me. What do we need to learn? Learn how to do it uh, in a righteous manner. <laughs> <laughs> in a correct manner, okay? Learn how to deal things in a correct manner. God's way, okay? God's way. 
So learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the, the cause of the fatherless, plead the, the case of the widow. Meaning to say, you know, here's the thing. Do not give the devil a foothold. That's in, a, in Ephesians. You know, like if you're angry, do not allow your anger to stay. Okay. But do not let the sun go down and uh, you're still angry. Try to uh, deal with it. Okay. Address it. Uh, it's because, you know, anger does not, uh, what, what does the Bible say? Does not uh, give you an output of righteousness. Something like that. Okay. So here's the thing, we don't, you don't want to give a foothold to the enemy, a ground to, to, to devour you, to, to harass you. Because as long as the devil have a ground, a, a foothold, he is going to harass you if you're not living right with God. You have to deal with sin so that all will be well. Now, verse 18 says, come now. Okay, again, this is God's way. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is God's way. I mean, I mean God's, uh, this is the way God behaves. This is the way God thinks. This is the way God responds. This is the way God relay, relates to us. Relay. Ah, this is how God does things, okay? He, he said in verse 18, come now. So you see, he's going, he, again, he is the initiator and he invites his people. He said, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Or in other version, it says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. So let's, let's talk about it. Okay, come. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool, white, okay? If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. So, so again, besides that we, we, um, we draw closer to God in humility and, and try to discuss our issues with the Lord. You know, He promised that He's going to cleanse us. He said, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white uh, as snow, they're red as crimson, they shall be like wool. So imagine this, no, you know, there is no sin that God cannot forgive. So if you think, oh, I feel guilty and I don't want to uh, come to the Lord in prayer anymore. I don't feel like coming to Him because, you know, He's so holy. No, that's wrong. He's inviting you to come because he can forgive you. And besides, okay, getting forgiveness from God, verse 19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, uh, the, the good things of the land. Meaning to say, he wanted to give us a bonus. You know, he wanted you to have a good life. I mean, he, he wanted you to have a, uh, a, what do you call this? Stress-free life. Okay, verse 20 says, but if you resist and rebel, but if you choose to be defiant, okay, to God, you will be devoured by the sword. So, you, I mean, this is, I understand by context, this is for the nation of Israel. That's why they, they have ups and downs. 
they, they sometimes they win, sometimes they they lose the war and they get captivated and and in their pain, the Lord sends a prophet and reminds them of the covenant and they will repent and then the Lord will release them again from the bondage, from captivity and they will restart again as a nation. So it's, it's a cycle of sin, you know. So the thing is this. This is conditional. This is even now, you know, the Lord does not force us, does not coerce us. It's up to you. You have, uh, you exercise, we exercise our free will, but then we are free to do our free will, but the consequence of our choices uh, is not free. <laughs> you know, there's an equivalent uh, consequence to whatever choice we make in life. So if you make a choice, Try to you first to uh, evaluate it, examine it with the Word of God or in line with Scriptures. Use the Scripture as your measuring rod or as a filter through the lens of Scripture. And at the same time, before you make decision, ask the Holy Spirit for His conviction. Lord, is this your will? Do I have to? You know? So the final word will be the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit does not lie. People lie. The world lies. Okay. The Bible says, uh, uh, um, end time prophecies, the, 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 the last uh, political leader who wants to rule the world will be a what? A, a Someone who is deceitful. He will deceive the world. And not just that, but he's a conspirator. Okay. <laughs> If you don't know that, you, you have to um, watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms. Okay, you have to understand the beginning, why we have, you know, why is there evil and good and, 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 and all of this stuff. You, you need to watch our series on the two opposing kingdoms to understand what kind of uh, life and world are we expecting in the future? Okay, the two opposing kingdoms. So going back to our topic, uh, the Lord wanted us, you know, even through the trials, through this pandemic, difficult times, uncertain, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, this is a time that God is monitoring our hearts, is watching carefully how are we applying or do are, are we putting into practice what we've learned from scriptures all uh, through the years of attending church okay so guys uh, so so in other words when we when uh, point number 2 uh, no point number 3 we said discuss your issues with god you know if there if, if the Lord convicts you of sin, shows you, reminds you of, you know, or, or, or points to you where you made a mistake, then you have to renounce and, and confess, renounce and repent, okay? And then learn from that experience. Learn from it. And please be reminded that sin is heavy. Sin has weight. And it's going to 
you know, try to weigh you down, bring you down. And the devil is going to condemn you for as long as you try to hold on to sin. So give it up. Let go of it. But first, how do you do that? Discuss it with God. So talk to God first and then talk to your neighbor whom you have committed a mistake, okay? Or if your neighbor is still alive or if, if that neighbor, if that friend is approachable, okay? <laughs> because there's some people who, you know, you really cannot talk to. I mean, you know, uh, the more is going to cause you trouble. So uh, somebody said, if you cannot say it, then text it. I don't know if that will work, but, you know, just, just, just do your best, okay? So if you think the person is hard or difficult to approach, um, then apply point number one, okay? You give it to the Lord. All right, it's, it's uh, cast all your cares to the Lord, and then you have you just need to lift uh, your burdens to the Lord. Okay, lay it down at the altar. All right, uh, God knows your motive anyway. So point number three again is what talk to God, which leads us to point number four. You talk to your neighbor if it has something to do with your neighbor. So the we have. Uh, Number f number four. Oh, wait a minute. It's already one hour, right? Okay. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, bring, uh, give you, drop so much information. Do we have number four? Yeah, we have number four. Okay. We have number four. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about number four. Number four is uh, resolve conflicts ASAP. Okay, as soon as possible. And be reconciled. Okay, if possible. Uh, consider, I don't know, I just added this. It's not in the manual. But of course, sometimes we need to consider the person's uh, demeanor or uh, the, the, the outward behavior because uh, also so we can avoid more woundings because there are some people when you mention something, it triggers them and instead of helping them because they're not ready to, to change or make amends, it's, it's not going to help them. Okay, so if, if you think that, you know, you're dealing with such a person, especially if a toxic person, so I think it's not going to help because uh, nothing will be resolved with a toxic person. It's not going to admit anything. <laughs> okay, so there is no... Uh, in between. There's no uh, compromise thing. There's no meeting halfway. <laughs> because uh, anyway, so the thing is this. So you, you try to uh, discern, okay, uh, what's the best way, how to do it. Maybe if uh, it's not possible to really resolve this conflict face-to-face, -face, then, then give it to the Lord. What is important is that you know, and the Lord understands what you understand, okay? So, okay, so let's read the scriptures. Matthew 5, 23 to 26 says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Okay, so why is this? This tells us that 
you know, it is important to be right with other people before you, you, you offer things to God so that you will not be, you know, like a hypocrite who, 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 who does things religiously, who does a lot of rituals, but is not right with people. It's like you cannot say you love God and you hate people. I mean, how can you say you love God that you cannot see and, and, and hate the people of God that you can see? So you see, it's not consistent. That's why uh, verse 25 says, settle matters quickly. That's why I, I, I use the word asap, okay? As soon as possible. Verse 25, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court, especially if the, your adversary is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Not necessarily you, but, you know, it depends. But it depends if who's right or who's wrong or, you know, whatever. But the Lord is telling us to avoid going to, not just to prison, to avoid, you know, uh, uh, standing in the court. Yeah. To be judged by men. Verse 26 says, Truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So, uh, because there is also the law of the land. So, we, 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 we need to consider uh, that uh, we don't need to go through a lot of mess. Or if you don't want to use mess, stress. Okay? <laughs> so, even if you're right, you don't have to go to stress. Okay, so if you can avoid, uh, you know, filing a, a case in a court, if you, if you can forgive, if you can amend, if you can try to reconcile, if you can resolve conflicts at your own level, okay, or at the level of the church, then good. But, you know, this is, this, this, uh, this is our training. This was, uh, we were told that... Um, during our uh, training and counseling, um, that uh, if the members of the church will bring the case to the court, to the, to the legal, you know, uh, then uh, it's beyond. It's beyond our um, jurisdiction already. So, you know, some people, you know, they will ask help from us, but then, uh, and then uh, they will they don't respond but instead they they bring it to court and so they have the prerogative to do so but then after that they want help from us then it's not right it's unfair you know why because you were given the chance to resolve it god's way when you ask counsel from from the ministers from from your pastors but then later on because you know uh, the court doesn't really favor us or, or, or the court is not working you know it, it's, it's the more I mean the, 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 the problem is still there and now we want to go back to church and ask help you know the church can no longer help us once you decide to hand it over to 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 the court so you have to think which way do you want to resolve things God's way or man's way. If you want to do it man's way, then go ahead. It's your choice. Again, everyone 
has is free to do what they want to do or choose but we're not free with whatever consequence says that is you know attached to the decision to the choice that we made so you have to balance that that's why i said read the bible know the mind of god by reading the bible and at the same time listen to the holy spirit pray seek god ask the holy spirit lord should i should i not you know the lord will give you a conviction or maybe if your heart is heavy then you know that you know you don't have peace so if you have peace with god then you know seek again <laughs> okay seek again so that you know you will know uh, if uh, you can evaluate or balance it if it is your voice or the voice of the world or the voice of your neighbor or the voice of god okay so listen to the holy spirit one day on judgment day you cannot blame god because every time we make mistakes most of the time we make mistakes we have not listened to god <laughs> okay we make choices out of our own impulse like uh, very impulsive <laughs> okay so uh, yeah right poor decision so we uh, where are we Matthew okay did I finish that I think so so guys uh, it's about the, the choices so the, the right choice is to resolve it God's way and what is God's way resolve conflicts as soon as possible do not Allow it to grow roots, you know, because grudges is not good. Amen? We're talking about, what is our topic? Anti-stress. It's, it's the biblical ways to handle stress. And that is why we're telling you, resolve conflicts right away. Amen? I hope you're learning something today again, just like uh, last Sunday. So, again... Uh, I was watching a basketball game and 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 I saw the, I saw a um, quote. It's uh, that says, "If you cannot say it, text it." I said, "Oh, that's that's a good one." <laughs> I I forgot what what basketball game was that, but I think it's a local one. Um, again, sin has weight. It's heavy, and uh, it will make your life stressful if you don't deal with it as soon as uh, right away and sin is going to eat your life you know it's gonna eat your joy in the lord so friends if you want a uh, stress-free life you have to deal with sin if there if you know that you know there is a secret and hidden and pampered sin okay so first corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 to 11 this is very important because you know there are a lot of people who are married and uh, uh, they they are in the middle of uh, making decisions they're not uh, in good terms and let me tell you i did not write this just um this week or last week this this uh, and this message okay I, I i think i wrote this uh 2018 or 2019 because this is uh originally this is part of our uh, counseling teaching i teach okay 
and in my class, and unfortunately, I have not taught how many batches already? Three batches of uh, counseling class in, um, and uh, I, I because we in in the trimester um, we didn't get to this point. I mean, there's so much to talk about, and we have not finished, and we didn't get to this point where we have to talk about self care. Uh, but 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 this topic was already prepared and written a long time ago. Um, okay, so so uh, let me read to you verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 7. To the married, I give this command. It says, not I, but the Lord. Now, now this is something that we need to be serious about. Why serious? Because the Apostle Paul said, not I but the Lord. Okay? So, to all of you who are married, who are watching, uh, listen to this. A wife must not separate from her husband. Verse 11, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. So, if you are trying to um, uh, seek God's will, this is God's will. This is God's standard. We cannot dilute this. We cannot uh, diminish the, the, the standards of God. But the world, you know, has, uh, they made laws, uh, you know, just like Moses who, uh, um, what, what's the right words that are the con, uh, because of the hardening of your hearts. That's what Jesus said, you know, uh, in the law of the past. But that's not the original plan of God because the Lord says in the beginning, you know, uh, fail, female, and that whom God has joined together, let no man separate. So it meaning to say, man was not given the authority to separate. But of course, as counselors, we uh, counsel uh, our counselees, okay, our clients, to uh, temporarily uh, separate, you know, physically, if the husband, let's say, for example, is threatening to kill the wife, okay, because uh, it happened, okay. There are a lot of incidents where the husband is, uh, I mean, threatens the wife to, to kill her, but then the, the church gave counsel, oh, uh, what's, what's the counsel again? Um, forgive. Uh, what's the counsel, sweetheart? Is she there? Uh, she's in, in the room. Ano nga yung counsel ng pag ang wife ginathreaten tapos ang sabi ng church, love, uh, forgive. Uh, I forgot. There's a scripture that the, the at Christians is quoting uh, in the wrong context, okay? So, it's like, uh, you know, even if your husband is trying to, you know, threatening to kill you, you just go back and love and submit and, you know, and it ended up that those wives were killed. <laughs> They're dead. Okay? They're dead. And that is why... Uh, if it is a life and death issue, we really don't advise the wife and the husband to come together, to stay together. Because if 
you know, the, the, they have this, um, that level of fight and argument, then they, they, I don't see the reason why they have to uh, stay together. Now, I'm not saying that they, they must divorce. What I'm saying is that for a time, while they iron his hat, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, things are like uh, irreconcilable, then, then uh, we have to separate them and uh, try to give counsel and, and let's see how, the, how they respond to, to counsel. So that um, after a while, we pray that uh, they will be back, you know, they can... Uh, Rest, they can be restored, okay? So restoration, forgiveness and restoration is, is our goal, okay? So the Bible says, if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband and the husband must not divorce his wife. Why does the Bible say the husband must not divorce his wife? Because from the Old Testament, during the time of Moses, the wife doesn't have the right to divorce the husband. Only the husband has the right to divorce the wife. So you must understand why uh, the Bible is written this way. Okay? Um, so why consider this command? Okay? For, for the married, uh, married that are not in good terms. So why consider this command? Because living a life of sin puts you in a more more dangerous position on Judgment Day. You cannot justify that because on Judgment Day, you know, the, 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 it's going to be you against the Word of God. You cannot say, I did not know, I did not hear. Yeah, that's why it's available for us to read. And I, I just read it. The standard of, of this serious, the, 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 the sre- sacredness, okay, the sacredness of your commitment when you, you know, both of you were standing at the altar on your wedding day. God was the witness and the, the, the solemnizing officer and all the ninongs and the ninangs, the godfathers, the godmothers were there and all the guests and visitors, they witnessed that you, you sealed your vows uh, to live together forever, to be married to him and to be married to her. And so, so, there is no escaping it. When we stand before the, the, on Judgment Day, you know what? It's going to be us against God's Word and our Word. <laughs> okay? So, you have to consider if you want to divorce, then divorce. Because you say there is a reason for divorce. Uh, yeah, okay. But don't remarry. That's, that's what the Bible says. I mean... Okay, if you say you remarry, uh, well, it's gonna be. It's. I'm not the judge. I'm not the judge. I, I will not say you cannot remarry, but try to find scriptures that says after divorcing you can remarry. But what I read, I, what I read from scriptures is that it says if you divorce, you stay unmarried. That's what the Bible says. Or be reconciled. Okay? Uh, I did not say that. Please don't get angry with me. I did not say any of those. God said it. That is why when you get married, you think again and again. If you are a a woman, bride-to-be, try to think, can I submit to this guy? 
you know if if you're the person you know you have to think it again that's why when when we counsel really i i tell you when we counsel those who want to get married you know during the pre-marriage counseling at some point we try to discourage them to to get married we we give them a lot of scenario what if what if what if he will what if she will what if all the what ifs we can think so that you know we want to give them the worst scenario we want to know if we want to help them process or think it through whether at that point is there a shadow that they might think or regret getting married to that person they should have that in advance before they they they, they march to the altar and make their commitments that's why we are uh, what do you call this? Are we good counselors or, <laughs> or not? I don't care. But this is a way to help people think it through. Marriage is a serious thing. If you're not serious about it, <laughs> you're fooling yourself. And you will stand on judgment day. Think it through, friend. Now, because I did not know this, it's not perfect. You know, our marriage is not perfect. What? Is there a perfect marriage? Okay, so none. None. It is you guys who have to work it out and make it perfect. <laughs> but you can't do it without him. Again, you have to do it God's way or else it's not going to work. That's why a lot of people think, why is this problem? They do not go away. They're still they're, they're here and they, they, they're here to stay forever. Oh, oh, why? Because you're not doing it God's way. That's, that's why. Okay, so going back, okay, today on earth, your life will be full of trouble if you're not following the ways of the Lord. And in the next life, okay, you will still be in trouble. You will find yourself in trouble because you're going to stand before God okay, on the judgment of works, and then sin will find you there also. So sin will find you here, and sin will find you there. What a heavy, stressful life that could bring someone who is pampering sin. Okay, so again, uh, uh, John Bavir said, Everything will be revealed in time. So why not deal with it right now as soon as possible, okay? So that you will not have a stressful life. Fix it right now, okay? Uh, last scripture. Uh, Luke chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. I want to read it again. Jesus said, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in your ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. Friends, uh, I know this is serious because sin is serious. More serious than the virus. More serious than all types of viruses. I tell you. Because sin is going to corrupt a person. Not just in this life. Not just emotionally, not just spiritually, not just physically, but even in the next life. 
You have to deal with sin, my friend. There is nothing that is hidden before God. Everything will be revealed in time. Okay, that's the summary of Luke chapter 12, verses 2 to 3. And, 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 and unless we do it God's way, it's not going to work. Nothing will be resolved. Conflicts will never be resolved if we do it our way. So we have to consult the book. We have to consult the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian already, you know what to do. And the Lord is inviting you to come to Him. But if this is the first time that you, you, you know, you're hearing such teaching and you don't know who Jesus is, because you know what? You cannot receive forgiveness from God. You cannot. If you do not come to Him like a child, if you come to Him like a child, you know, remember Jesus uh, took a child and, and put this in His, I think, lap and show, show it in front of people and He said, unless you become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become uh, a, a humble, uh, like a little child who is humble. Because you see, a child is somebody who will Believe who is trusting to their parents. You know, what, what their parents will say, it's easy for a child to accept it because he trusts his parents. The, 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 the parents are uh, the uh, caregivers. So that's why the parents will trust. I mean, the child will trust the parent. But when we become adult, then we become independent and then we, we try to become... Uh, Argumentative, or we, we reason because we, we, you know, we can doubt things. So that's why Jesus said you have to become like a child, childlike faith. You know, if you cannot accept Jesus, if, if you do not receive him like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. What do I mean by that? Pride, okay. If you say you have not sinned, you're not a sinner. You don't need a Savior. That's pride. If you're prideful, you will not. You cannot see the light. But right now, I hope you understand, friend. Listen. This is my point. When I said you cannot receive forgiveness from Jesus, what I mean is this. Forgiveness is offered to everyone. The Lord wants to forgive our sins. Okay? Everyone's sin. But, though the benefactors of this forgiveness are only those who will submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? If you do not submit to the Lord Jesus Christ, then, you're not the... Uh, you will not receive the benefits because you are not under His jurisdiction. Okay? So if I promise, let's say, I promised uh, a blessing. Okay? I, I promised a gift to my family members, to, 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 to my children. Of course, 
my children will receive it but if you're not part of my family you will not receive anything because you are what you're you, you do not belong you're not in my jurisdiction okay so the same thing uh, if you want to receive forgiveness you have to come under the lordship of the lord jesus christ okay If you say you don't need Jesus, you don't believe in Jesus, you don't want to accept what He did for you in the cross, then how can you receive forgiveness? If you cannot receive forgiveness, then you don't have eternal life. Do you understand? Very basic. You see, if uh, if our mayor here in Davao, uh, every December our mayor give uh, what we call pahalipay. What is pahalipay in English? Uh, something that is uh, that will pahalipay yeah it's a gift no i mean they give a gift certificate uh, sometimes a a a basket of groceries to all the pastors okay so pastors were invited to a big uh, december christmas party this was before covid okay and then uh, And then the pastors will receive pahalipay. They will receive the groceries and the the the, um, the gift certificate. Okay, you can go to the mall and uh, present your gift certificate. So um, that's additional payment for your groceries. Now here's the thing: the pastors of Davao, who attends the the in, the mayor's invitation, gets the uh, benefit provided that you are from Davao okay now if you line up outside you know and then at the registration they ask you uh, church location and then you say uh, I'm from Manila I'm from Cebu I'm from other uh, cities and they say sorry pastor this is only for the uh, this is only for those who minister in Davao Do you understand why? Because the mayor's jurisdiction is, you know, his subordinates are within his, in Davao City. That's his jurisdiction. Outside of Davao City, not his jurisdiction. The same thing. God's jurisdiction, God's blessing, God's, the benefactors, you know, those who will receive the benefit of what Jesus did, what Jesus paid for in the cross, The benefactors are those who will come under His Lordship. When you give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you come under His Lordship and then you can receive forgiveness, His forgiveness. And that is why I am inviting you today, if you have never given your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you, you know, you can't remember a time where where you seriously prayed to God and say God I cannot save myself I give you this life you are my savior you, you paid the price you died in my place I believe that and I believe that you died and rose on the third day I believe that so that's why I'm giving you my life my heart my mind my soul my body my spirit everything into the hands of Jesus and I confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior If you've never prayed that prayer, this time we want to give you this opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, if you're ready, I am ready, okay? 
I am going to pray. Okay, and I lead you in prayer so that uh, you can receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay, so if you want to go to heaven, if you want to be part of God's family, okay, Romans chapter 10 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10. Okay, so. Let us bow down our heads. Follow after me, okay? This is the prayer of salvation. Please follow after me. Say, Father in heaven. Okay, say that with me. Father in heaven. I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And by the power of your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus today I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, welcome to the family of God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will be upon you right now. May the Holy Spirit reside in you right now. For you have repented of your sins and you have acknowledged Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church service. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. We hope to see you there. God bless.